RC airplane. We'll share tips and tricks on how to build models and talk about successful flights, epic crashes, and everything in between. Visit us at rcplanelab.com to sign up for our email list and to ask us questions. You can also text us or leave us a voicemail at 818-351-9846. Please help us out by rating and reviewing us in your favorite podcast app. Thanks for spending time with us today. Now here are your hosts, Ron and Tom. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the RC Plane Lab podcast. I'm Ron. And I'm Tom. We just got off uh, a long marathon of recording an episode about uh, nitro engines. Um, So much fun. It was fun. It it was long, but I enjoyed it. Uh, I learned a bunch of stuff. Um, But now let's kind of go in, and I don't want to say that I wasn't having fun with that one, but let's kind of have some fun and talk about what we have been up to uh, really in the last couple of weeks because we didn't do an episode or an update episode last week um, because we really hadn't done enough to talk about anything. Um, mm-hmm. But I did get some stuff done. I know you got some stuff done. So let's kind of talk about mm-hmm. what we've been doing. Um, okay. You want me to start or do you want to start? Oh, you can start. Okay. So we talked before about redesigning and printing a wing spar on the uh, 3D printer. I did end up doing that. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. A wing rib. Uh, Yeah. A wing spar would be weird to print because it's just a a stick. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Still could be useful, though. Still could be, I guess, if you can print them at like seven inch increments. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, anyway, so really, really small wings (laughs) for tiny planes. Um, So wing rib. I got to remember and and get that right. I'll get that one of these days. so I, I did print uh, another wing rib. It uh, mm-hmm. it actually turned out pretty good, I think. So I ended Ooh. up lightening it up quite a bit. Um, nice. Instead of being a solid piece of plastic now, it's got a, uh, uh, I think it's a quarter inch inset on the the areas where it's, it's solid. So it's got a, a okay. quarter inch uh, around the outside instead of being a completely solid piece. It ended up being, and I'd have to, I'd have to measure the the length of that rib because I don't remember which one that is. Um, but it ended up weighing in at 11 grams. Um, I don't know if that's heavy for a wing rib or not compared to balsa. I'm guessing it's probably going to be a little heavier than what balsa would be. Um, uh, sounds like it would be, but who knows? But until still. I, until I cut a balsa rib and compare it, we won't know, really. Yeah, and I'll I'd like you to do that sometime. I'll tell you which one I cut this out of when okay. I when I figure out exactly okay. which one that is. Um because this is a a wing rib off of that duelist plan that you're you're nice. you're going to be working on. Um yeah. okay. So I can thin that out more, but I don't know how strong it needs to be. So and really, I need to get this to you so you can see it. And it's it's kind of hard to do at this point because we're not out and about nearly as much as we uh, used to be. Um, right. yeah. But the other thing that I came across that I thought was interesting, I used to have a lot of problems printing, um, like with the bed on my printer. It was, no matter what, I could not keep it, uh, keep it level. So doing some research and stuff online and on, on forums, I found out that people are using glass to print on instead of the, the little mats that come or that came with this printer. Okay. So I, glass? I went glass. Yeah. So I went and I took a picture okay. off the wall and I used the glass <laughs> out of that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because you do what works, and, right? Whatever you yeah, need to do. Crystal was okay with it. Oh, you were at work. Okay. Oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> 
no, <laughs> she, uh, she, uh, and, and anyway, we, it was one downstairs and I don't think she's noticed yet. So I hope she doesn't listen to this or come down and look because I, I, I think I'm going to keep that piece of glass because I don't, uh, uh, I, I like the way it prints now. It actually made a big difference. Um, so that was a good idea. So I used double-sided tape to put that on top. And what I like about that, like I used to have problems, like I said, with it staying level. Like it wouldn't be level all the way across the, the, the platen, across the bed. Right. So I would have to print what's called a raft. And that prints a whole bunch of plastic underneath to kind of level the whole thing out. And then you print your, your part on top of that. Um Problems with that is it takes about twice as long to print something if you're doing something small, and it also makes the bottom uh, the bottom surface of what you printed really rough. So okay, the bottom of this one now. So I, I printed this without a raft. I printed it directly on the the piece of glass. Um, the bottom of it is oddly enough smooth as glass. I mean, there it's it's just perfectly flat. Um, so that that helps quite a bit. I think we're we might be on the right track for doing stuff this way, but like I said, I, I need to get this to you so you can kind of look at it and see what you think. Um, okay. But I I think we're we're moving in the right direction if we're going to try and do something like that as opposed to using balsa, and it, it might end up being to where it's still not strong uh, enough to get to the same weight. So I don't know if, like I said, we'll 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 figure that out in the next couple of weeks if we can get this to mm. you and kind of move on. Well, I can't. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's uh, like I said, it's a lot better than the other one we we took to you already. Yeah, and and the other one wasn't awful. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was a uh, it was a quick draft though that I just kind of knocked out without any lightning holes or anything like that in it. So, right. um, okay. like I said, I I, I should have weighed that one before, um, before I gave it to you, uh, but okay. I didn't. Um, and then oh, kind of okay. like going with cost and stuff on this too. So that those 11 grams, if I remember right, ends up costing like, uh, 20 cents maybe is what the, <laughs> the actual cost is in that. So that, that's not bad. I don't think. Okay. Um, what else have I done? Oh, cheaper than balsa. That's for sure. Yeah. I don't know really prices on balsa. I know when you bought all the stuff for the duelist, it was fine or fairly expensive, uh, more so than yeah. I was expecting. It was about twice well, what I was thinking I mean, it was going to be. Yeah, I'm. I yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure though that I that I bought uh, my, my. I'll I'll talk about it here in a bit, but uh, what I ordered I think will cover, um, probably two airframes honestly, because I already have some stuff here and and most you know, uh, common sizes are you know are here, so but anyway we'll we'll see how it shakes out and it, I probably could have done it a lot cheaper. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll maybe we'll do a build where you do yours your way. And then mm-hmm. we'll see yeah. about doing like one not necessarily my way, but like the yeah, yeah. the oh, budget gotcha. build kind of thing and see if we can get it to <clears throat> turn out okay. Maybe. I mean that's that's yeah. a, a thought I don't know yet. Um yeah. Yeah. but yeah, so I, I did end up, you know, you wanted the the wing spars and and formers and stuff on that plan, they were kind of hard to read. So you asked me to trace them. Um, actually, you mean wing ribs. Did I do it again? <laughs> yeah, oh my okay. god, wing ribs. Um, 
Yeah, so once again, the spar is just a, a square tube. That's very difficult. No, so you wanted the wing ribs um, because on, on the Duelist plan, they're, they're stacked on top of each other. And I, I remember yeah. we were talking about there were some errors on the plans, and I kind of laughed oh, at man. you like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Oh, let me tell you what. Those those are kind of a oh, pain yeah. in the butt. Um, yep. So I did trace those all in CAD. Actually, it's funny because you, you sent me like this tiny low-resolution JPEG, and you're like, here, could you print this big? And I'm like, well, what size does it need to be? Well, I don't know. You might have to scale it. Well, it's not that easy just to scale something up to get to an exact size. Um, okay. So I did trace the plan, and it, it probably took me a good four hours to do it. Actually, it took me longer than that because the first two times I did it, something happened in the program, and it just, like, shut down. I got, like, oh. halfway through, and then I had a crash, and it quit. Um same thing happened to me a second time, so then I just gave up on that computer and used a different computer I had, and so far it's it's been working okay. Um, okay. I think it probably had to do with the fact that the plans I was tracing, uh, actually, you know, you have to import that into the program not to get too in-depth on it, and that's a very big file, bigger file than like what these things are used to handling, at least the software I have, so mm -hmm. I think that's probably what was given the, the error and the... okay. Um, hmm. But anyway, no, I did, I did get those all. Me. Well, it's okay. Uh, but I did get those all traced out, and they look really nice. Um, I printed out they a do. set to give to you, and I sent you a picture of those. Yeah, you sent me a picture of it. It does look really good. Yeah, it ended up being, uh, I was able to get it down to like a 20-inch wide, uh, uh, you know, print on a 30-inch mm -hmm. roll. So it's a 30-inch mm -hmm. by 20, actually, 29 and a half inch file by 20 inch um yeah. and that way it's printed true to size you know with with when we uh when we need to cut it out yeah there so were if, if i if i could just say one thing uh, to you know to anybody who who might be listening and uh wondering why some of these uh laser cutting uh folks that are offering their laser cutting services why they're so expensive is because they have to do what you have discovered uh, to be a very time-consuming process is, you know, draw these these uh, plans and these designs in a program that they can then use to to run to their laser cutter or whatever. So so it's it's not so much the the materials or the or the machine itself; it's their time, uh, as you've discovered. Yeah. So it's it's time, um, and it is materials. But the the cost of the machine too, you know, you kind of gotta well, pay yeah. for that somehow. So I mean, yeah, I, I understand that. But yeah, all things, you know, if it's just completely flat and you didn't have to pay for a machine, you didn't have to pay for materials. There is a lot of time that goes into doing this. Now, the program I have, you can trace uh, like automatically, um, and you know, it'll do fitting and and all that kind of stuff. It it's terrible. The problem is, and and <laughs> so. If you're not well, being I'm almost exact. sorry I asked you to do it now. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I'm talking about the... Make me guilt, feel guilty. <laughs> I meant the auto trace. Did I say it automatically will trace it? It will, like, fit the vectors to the to the uh, photo. Um, hmm. But the problem with that... So it's cool to see it done quickly. I mean, it'll, it'll do the whole thing in, you know, less than 40 seconds. It'll go through its thing and do it. And it looks okay until you scroll in. And you actually right. see like the lines that it used and the curves that it used, they don't match up very well. Now, 
technically, yeah, you could cut with that. Um, but if you're trying to, to cut a file, like I've cut several files like that, that I've just tried to hurry up on my CNC machine, mm-hmm. that it sounds like it's trying to work itself apart because it's making yeah. so many small angular movements instead of one right. nice long, uh, like curve. So yeah. no, I'm, I'm familiar with what you're talking about. I used to run into the same trouble with vinyl cutting. Yeah. It, oh, exactly. Same thing with that. Um, yeah. so it's better to take the time and do it right. And then you right. have the file for next time. So yeah, now this is done. So I've got it saved. All I have to do is, you know, print it again or, or do whatever to get you another copy of it. Um, Cool. And that's not diff- or not difficult. But what I came up with, you know, you had said something about needing to measure the wing ribs. I got it right. You said, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You said something about measuring the wing ribs to the plan to make sure it all lined up okay. Um, mm-hmm. They were close. But if you were yeah. building that based on what the actual plan said, you know, if you just trace the wing ribs, um, mm-hmm. some of them were off by about an eighth of an inch. Um, so I, you know, I did have to stretch a couple of them out and shrink a couple of them down. Uh, most of them were in like the 090 thickness to where they were off as opposed to a full eighth. Um, but in that part was very easy and it was nice to be able to lay those spars out. Uh, dang it. Ribs. (laughs) It was nice to be able to (laughs) lay those ribs out. I caught myself that time. Um, you know, digitally on the plan just to make sure everything actually lined up the way it was supposed to. And then you can adjust and move stuff around after that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the the parts that you got, or the, not the not the parts, but the, the paper I'm going to be giving you, it should all work out just fine for when you're, when you're cutting these out. Um, cool. The only thing, uh, I, I, I did find some errors in the plan that you were talking about. Uh, some of the, the uh, uh, almost did it. Some of the ribs were not drawn <laughs> correctly. Like after you got to the first wing spar, see, I used it right that time. When you, you got did. to that to the first wing spar section, um, right. it, it didn't line up right to the to the front of it. Um, right. So there was there was a lot of fudge room and stuff where I had to kind of fix that. Um, yeah. The other thing I came up with though is is one. I think it was the the third spar. Oh, shucks. The third rib. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, The third rib where the landing gear come up into, it doesn't look to me like it's going to be cut out big enough to actually have the the wheel fit up into it. So you might have to look at that and let me know what I need to change. Um, But I'd I'd like to get that changed. Yeah, I'll compare when I uh, when I get the sheet uh, of patterns. I'll compare it to the to the actual retract that I'm going to use and um, make adjustments as necessary. Is that is that something that's easy to do? Oh yeah, there, yeah. Once I once this hard part is done, the the adjustments are pretty simple. Cool. So I'm not I'm not worried about that. Um, yeah, I'm really I'm really excited about this project. Yeah, if everything shows up, and I still wish we'd be able to get together and actually work on it together, but I don't yeah. think you're going to be patient enough to do that. I think you're going to try and and get this knocked out. Well, uh, I mean beforehand. Well, well, I'll talk about it here in a, in whenever whenever you're done with your update. But uh, well, yeah, I uh, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I have one more okay. thing. I have one more thing, and I'll, we'll talk about it, and then we'll move on to to whatever you have. So. <laughs> I uh, was going through some of my old files, just killing time 
uh, to see what I had because I knew I had some old CNC stuff that I had designed, uh, like to make airplanes and stuff. But I found an old foam design, like a profile foamy that I had uh, designed, I think it's been three years ago now, and, and never did anything with. And I thought, well, you know what, I'm going to actually put this together because, you know, we, you know, we talked about the that pizza box one that I had a while ago that crashed. Um, you mean the one that I crashed? The one that you crashed. I wasn't going to say it, but that's fine if you want to take responsibility <laughs> for it. <laughs> I do. I feel bad. But um, so I still had all the electronics and stuff off of that in a box. So I was like, I have everything together. I might as well just kind of print this out and we'll, we'll see what it looks like. Um, so I, I did print it out and then I, I cut it out. I only unfortunately had one sheet of the Dollar Tree foam. Um so I'm not going to be able to make a version two of this yet, and I know of uh, several things that I need to change on here. Um, but anyway, I was able to get it together uh, in an evening and went out and flew it. Center of gravity is kind of harder for me to figure out just because of the shape of it. It's kind of um, it's kind of triangular, but it's curvy triangular, so it's not you know straightforward and easy to figure out. Um, okay. But I, I know I need to, to move the center of gravity forward a little bit, and I also need or know I need to buy a couple more batteries because the um, I think it was a 2200 milliamp hour three cell lipo that I had on there. Um, you know, before when we talked about in the battery episode how you know they're bad because they just won't sustain the amperage and then it just kind of dies down really quick even if it shows fully charged. Yep. That's what this one did. So I was able to oh, get it man. out and I, I was able to fly it for about a minute. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, you could just, you went full throttle and you just heard the. Rrrr. So I was yeah. like, yeah, it's it, it shot. Um, so mm. I need to get rid of that one and order a couple more in, uh, move the, the center of gravity forward a little bit and change a couple other things around. But I think it's going to be a, a pretty fun, just simple cool. airplane. So. Yeah, I had fun and, with yeah, that. For and our listeners, I have not even seen a picture of this yet. This is all yeah. News, no, I haven't news to me too. So haven't told you anything about it because we haven't wait to see it. Haven't talk, well, you probably won't see this one because it's about ready to go in the garbage. Um, no. Well, just because it's you know it was very tail heavy the first time, so it was uh, let's just say the first few throws it hit the ground pretty hard on the front. Ah, okay. Um, all right. And it was not. I didn't put it together to be pretty. I put it together to be quick. Just to kind of see how it how it worked, um, and like I said, there are things that I need to change that I've decided I want to change on it uh, compared to what it's it's set up like now. Um, but yeah, so I, I've drawn up new plans and stuff. I just I can't get to the store to get any more foam board yet. So when that happens, I'll be able to cut some more out. And really, the thing I like about these kind of airplanes, a dollar. <laughs> I have that I have that design to cut out of a single sheet of uh Dollar Tree foam board. And it's you know, it's it's a decent sized airplane. It makes use of I'd say probably ninety percent of that, that board. So you're not throwing much away. Um yeah. and it's it's a yeah. If if I get all the center of gravity and stuff done, I think it's gonna be a good little flyer. I'm I'm really looking forward to that one. Cool. So, yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay. It's nice to have little planes like that. Oh, I know. Just the simple nights when you just want to go outside and you don't want to deal with a bunch of stuff. That's that's why I like yeah. the electrics. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I can't wait to see uh, see what you come up with. Yeah. Me neither. <laughs> so I'm finished. Your turn. What do you got? Okay. All right. So 
<clears throat> just a uh, real quick uh, update on the on the Horton project. Uh, <laughs> Still working so on I was that. Working, uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, more so now. Oh uh, good. So I was work. I was working on the right uh, wing panel because I'm almost done with the left panel. Uh, I was working on the on the hinging, and I dropped the wing panel off my building board. No. Broke off about two and a half to three inches. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, it's oh, it's you're... going good. Oh my god. <laughs> no, it's going really. I was well. gonna say I you hadn't told the... me that. I had no clue that happened, and now you're okay. I got you. <laughs> That sounds like uh, something I sorry. would do, though, not something you would do. I know. I'm sorry. I couldn't <laughs> help. Um, but anyway, the uh, I got both panels. They're they're almost both to the same uh, stage, uh, which is uh, almost to final sanding. Uh, so what I'll do is uh, once I finish the the drag rudder installation on this right hand panel, I have all the hinges, uh, all the control surfaces are done. Uh, the hinges are done. Uh, just got a little bit of stuff to do on the on the drag rudder on this right panel. Once I have this one to the to the same point as the other panel, I'm going to uh, finish sanding them, filling in little imperfections and little um, low spots, things like that. And then uh, <clears throat> once I get them both sanded and smoothed and sanded and sanded some more and uh, smooth, get them to the point where they're ready for glass, I'm going to go to the uh, to the aircraft owner and pick up the center section and bring it home. Uh, hopefully, I can do that without, you know, getting in trouble for being out and about. Uh, and then, you know, mate the mate the wing panels to the center section and make sure everything lines up. And I'm sure I'll have to do some uh, some fine-tuning and making some shims, I would imagine, and things like that because <clears throat> I built these without having the center section here. Yeah. Uh, and once I get to that point, I'm hoping that uh, I can put a layer of cloth on these and sand them smooth and then turn them over to the owner to let him do the final assembly. That's my hope. Uh, so, so you still uh, have a lot me, to go on that one. It sounds like a lot and it, it, well, I mean, I guess it is a lot. Uh, the sanding is, it can be time consuming with the filling and the sanding, but luckily, uh, when I'm, when I'm applying the filler, you know, while that's trying, I can be working on other things. Uh, so that's what I've been doing. Um, yeah. in preparation for the, for the duelist project, uh, I've been doing a lot of eBay and RC groups and stuff like that, and I have acquired uh, most of the stuff that I need that I didn't already have. Uh, so here's here's the rundown of what uh, what the Duelist project is going to uh, be comprised of. Uh, obviously, it's going to be the Duelist, uh, which is a you know twin engine pattern type airplane, smooth, aerobatic, <laughs> fast. Um, I've acquired the engines. Actually, so funny story. I actually acquired four engines, uh, kind of on accident. So <laughs> I had on accident, uh huh. Right. So my plan was I have a an old Irvine uh, forty, uh, which is an engine from the you know eighties nineties, uh, and I think the one I have is is actually one of the original engines that was on my my old Duelist. If you're familiar, it's the one I crashed many years ago. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, and I only have one of them. Either I've traded away the other one or who knows. So I went on eBay and I found a guy that had a, a pair of them, Irvines. Uh, one of them he, he said was good and one of them he said probably needed, you know, a rebuild. Well, no big deal. If he makes me a good deal on both of them, then I'll have like an extra carburetor or something for the one I have. So I get the engines here and they're both, they're both fine. So, uh, 
while I was waiting on those to get here, I found a deal on uh, on RC groups. A guy was selling, you know, this whole batch of engines, and in his whole batch of engines, he had a pair of OS forty uh, six FXs uh, that he claims were in good shape. Made me a really good deal on them, so I thought, you know, in case the Irvines don't work out, uh, I know OSs are good engines. Um, I've had great luck with them, you know, over the years. I'll get these two to have as a backup. Well, it turns out that the OSs here at the house I already have. Uh, the max tuned pipe headers to fit those engines. So at some point, <laughs> I've had a tuned pipe on an OS 46, either an SF or an FX or an AX, because they all fit the same header uh, more than once. So, <laughs> so now I have so now I have four engines. Um, well, five technically if you count my old Irvine. Yeah. Uh, and I have the tuned pipes and headers set up for the OSs. So I think that's probably what I'm going to go with uh, because I love, I love the sound of tune pipes. Yeah. They sound really cool, <clears throat> especially when they're side mounted and the, the pipes are ran kind of under the wing. It's just very racy looking. Yeah. That's funny. So what, uh, you said Irvine, is that what you call those? Yeah. Yeah. Made in England. So can you still get like the, the rings and sleeves and stuff for those or, or, uh, Pistons and sleeve for those, or how does that work? Yeah, so occasionally um, you can find stuff like that on eBay. It pops up all the time. Uh, Irvine was a, a fairly common brand back in the 80s and 90s. Uh, so there's still actually a lot of uh, new old stock out there that pops up on eBay. Oh, okay. Uh, luckily, for, luckily for me, all three of the Irvines that I now possess are all ABC, so I don't have to worry about piston rings or anything like that. Uh, the pinch is uh, it all feels good to me like uh, you know the fit of the piston and the and the liners uh, they all three still have pretty good compression so I mean I won't know for sure until I run them but yeah um, all three of them feel pretty good to me so so will you try those on a test stand then or are you gonna mount them in the plane first well so <laughs> that was that was another part of my update oh sorry um, I had no idea no 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 that's okay so I've got a uh, I've got a great planes escapade um, I think it's an MX. It's the mid-wing little purple, white, and orange ARF uh, yeah. that's waiting to be built over here in the corner. <laughs> so what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to, in the while I'm waiting for the balsa to show up, um, that sidebar that, um, while I'm waiting for the balsa to show up, I'm going, I think I'm going to put that ARF together real quick. I can, I can do it in a couple evenings. And then I can use that airplane as sort of the, the test bench, if you will, uh, for, for these engines. And it'll be a fun little... I thought you already had a, an escapade. Huh. No, I've, this is the first escapade I've ever owned. Huh. I have a twist. I have the Hangar 9 twist, which kind of, sort of, I guess, looks kind of like an escapade. I wonder who I'm Maybe. thinking of then. I guess it, built, it didn't matter. I've built two of these uh, for, you know, one of the club members. Maybe those are... I mean, I've got pictures of it down here in the basement, but those were not for me. Uh, you've never had one, though? Not an escapade, huh? Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking I'm gonna do. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Because I've I've got uh, I've got you know an extra receiver here and servos and all that <laughs> sort of stuff. So you know why not? Yeah. Just fly them in an airplane to to prove their worth and to put them on a stand, right? Um. Sure. I guess I I don't necessarily <laughs> agree with your logic, but uh, but okay. 
Yeah. Well, good I mean, idea. I eventually have to build this airplane anyway. It's mine, right? So uh, I don't want to just leave it in the box, taking up space, not being, you know, not being flown. Right. Yeah, so. that's true. You like to tinker. So when I put an engine on, I'd rather have that be the engine that stays on. I don't want to take it off, then have to put another one on later. So I, yeah, I, I get and it. The, For you, that yeah, the makes nice thing total about sense. The, the Escapade, it's not a fully cowled in type of thing. So the engine is exposed and, you know, swapping out, you know, 40 size engines is pretty, pretty simple. So <laughs> that's um, funny. Especially if they're the same engine, it's just unbolting one and bolting in another one. Yeah, um, true. So anyway, that's that's kind of what I'm what I'm thinking I'm going to do uh, along those lines. But uh, uh, more on the duelist, I uh, so I, the engines. That's the engine situation. The uh, the gear. I'm going to go with retractable landing gear, just just like the original. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going through my my stuff and trying to figure out what I had and what I needed. Uh, I did find the old nose gear off the old duelist, uh, still in okay shape. Uh, so I, I took that apart, um, cleaned everything and, uh, made sure everything was good, made sure the, you know, the, the ram, the air cylinder was, uh, would hold pressure and it does. Now, hold on. Uh, that so should, that on... should say something about you. So let's, let's, let's think about this for a minute. You crashed that plane how many years ago? And just roughly. Uh, so this, uh, 92, 91 or 92. So almost 30 years ago. You crashed mm-hmm. this plane. So in those 30 years, you have moved. So you're not in the same house that you were originally in. So this this yeah. front retractable landing gear has and found... one engine. And one engine, that's true, uh-huh. has found its way into your stuff. Because one day you might build another one? I mean, yeah. it was, was that the thought? Okay, that's funny. Well, so... So the retractable nose landing gear doesn't just fit a duelist, right? You can use retractable landing gear in lots of different airplanes. Yeah, but when when do you just need one? Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what happened to the mains. <laughs> I can't find them. Oh, that's funny. I th- I think I may have reused the mains uh, some years later after the duelist. I had built a uh, uh, a Great Plains Ultra Sport, and it had retractable gear. And I think I used those gear in that airplane. And that airplane, <laughs> who knows where it's at now. I think I sold it or traded it or whatever. That's uh, funny. Didn't crash it. <laughs> That's the important part. Other, <laughs> otherwise, I would have the pieces, right? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, oh. I, I, I couldn't find the mains, so I had to, I had to outsource <laughs> the mains. Uh, so I have those on the way. Um, I couldn't find... Uh, so the, the nose wheel I have is Robart. It's a Robart. Uh, air up, air down. It's not a spring air or a ROM air. Um, and so Robart has gone through several designs, you know, over the years. And this is an obviously an older one. Uh, so I, you know, I kind of wanted to find a pair of mains that would match, you know, this one that would be period correct, right? <laughs> uh, so I couldn't find any. So I, I opted for a, a guy on eBay that had a, a, a brand new pair of the of their newer style. So I've got those coming uh, and I've got the air control kit already here, uh, probably from the duel, the old duelist. Um, <laughs> so that's the gear situation. Uh, so yeah, she's going to have retractable pneumatic gear. Nice. Uh, and it's going to have the two engine, you know, the, the twin OS forty sixes, probably with the pipes. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And yeah, I'm I'm really excited. But it's uh, talk about the wood. Uh, so I, I placed an order. Uh, I like to shop with Sig Manufacturing whenever I can because they've been in the hobby for, well ever um and they're a small company and they uh they they provide great customer service so 
when I can, I try to support them. And now they sell direct to consumer, uh, which th I think they've probably been doing that for a while. But, uh, you know, with uh, sort of the advent of online shopping, I think most most companies have sort of gone that route. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I placed my uh, placed my order and uh, promptly got an email from Sig that said, "Hey, you know, with uh, with everything that's going on, we're low stock on these particular sizes that you ordered. Uh, do you want us to, you know, ship your order now and then we'll ship you the other stuff when we get it, or do you just want us to hold on and ship it all together?" And and I'm not really in a hurry because I I really got to get this Horton project off my bench before I start another big project. Yeah. Uh, so I so I just told him to you know, just when, when the order is complete, ship it. Not a big deal. Uh, so she said that, uh, I forget her name, she said that uh, she thought it'd be, you know, a couple weeks, three weeks maybe. So <clears throat> so hopefully here in a couple weeks I'll get a big box of balsa. So then I'll have, uh, I'll have almost everything I need uh, for, that, for the Duelist project. So I'm really excited about that. Nice. Yeah. Uh, still a few things I'll probably have to find, you know, a couple of tanks. I think I have spinners here. Um, you know, little little stuff like that. But uh, yeah, the big the big items are are acquired and either moving or are already here. Good. Deal. So I'm serious well, about this project. Yeah, well, it's, I hope so because if not, this has been yeah. a bad joke so far. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm I'm dead serious. I I have not been this excited about building an airplane for quite a while. So. Oh, good. That's cool. Before you buy any tanks or anything like that, uh, let me know because I know I have a bunch of different ones back here, and a lot of them are smaller. Um, okay. So it'll probably be perfect yeah. for what you're looking for. Okay. Yeah. If I if I don't find anything here, I'll I'll hit you up. I know I've got a big bag of tanks that I that I got at a swap meet or something like that. So I'll, I'll go, <laughs> I did the I'll same thing. It, and... Mine was a uh, I don't remember if it was a swap meet or a oh actually no I know exactly where it was. Uh, I bought it down in Tennessee, um, and there was I think I bought like 50 tanks, and I wanted <laughs> to say it was it couldn't have been more than like five bucks. Just for yeah. a, a bag of brand new, uh, brand new yeah. bunch of different size tanks. So, yeah, I, I've yeah. got a bunch of them, more than I'll ever need. So, let me know yeah. if you need uh, one. And I probably do too. Or two. But, uh, but yeah, if I if I don't if I can't find two matching ones, hopefully between the two of us we'll find two yeah. that match. So. I'm not I'm not worried about that. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and 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 other big news, at least as, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so. Building from plans, you know, I've, I've done it a few times over the years and, uh, you know, I've, I've made do with, made do, excuse me, with the, uh, with the tools that I have, you know, um, I have a, uh, an old Dremel scroll saw, uh, which I you know, can, can cut parts on. And then I have, you know, Zona razor saws and, you know, exacto knives and this, that, and the other. Um, and I've made do with those. Well, for this project, for the Duelist project, I, uh, I didn't want to have to rely on my friend um, to use his tools to to cut parts and things like that. So I uh, happened to be on Facebook Marketplace here a few days, uh, I guess last weekend. And, uh, and it was funny because a few days before, I was talking to Lori about how, you know, I think I'm going to go to Harbor Freight and get myself, a, you know, one of those little small table saws and a small bandsaw and, and really do this, do this right, you know, so I have the right tools for that. Well, happened to be searching Facebook Marketplace and sure enough, uh, somebody, uh, his father had recently passed away and he had no interest in, in woodworking or any of that and he was selling all of his dad's tools. And the entire package was 
almost exactly what I told Lori I was I was going to start, you know, buying. So I got a a, a nice uh, it's a I think it's a Delta uh, uh, bandsaw. It's not a huge one, but it's certainly big enough for for the hobby use. I think. Yeah, uh, probably like a nine inch uh, or something. Nine inch. That's yeah, nine inch. Um, and so that, and I got a table saw. It's a small craftsman table saw. It's a standard table saw, but it'd be perfect for model use. It's not like a heavy duty one or anything, but perfect yeah. for what I'm going to be used for. Um, another Dremel jigsaw, which I didn't need, but it was part of the deal. And then they got a, uh, a drill press, a small uh, bench top style drill press. Those are nice. Yes. has eight speeds or nine speeds, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight speeds, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I've already fired it up. It works great. Used it once already. And then I also got the uh, uh, a bench top uh, belt and disc combination belt disc sander. Oh, nice. Uh, which, what size? Which I've been. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a, takes a six, six inch disc. And I'm not sure the size. Probably of the, a four of the inch belt, belt then would be my but guess. It's about yeah, four inches wide. So yeah. anyway, I got all of those five five tools and then like three tables, roll around tables that the that the guy had built to to roll them around on. I got all that for a couple hundred bucks. Oh, that's so, not bad. And they all yeah, and they all work. I've already fired them up and already used <laughs> one of them. So well, that's cool. So yeah, so now I have all the tools I need uh, in case this uh, quarantine thing keeps going. Uh, otherwise, yeah, we'll have uh, balsa cutting parties at your place. Cool. Well, I, I, I wish I had known you did that first, only because um, like I have an extra 9-inch bandsaw that I would like to get rid of. So you could have just <laughs> had that one. Dang but, it. But that's oh, okay. Well. Um, the other thing, uh, one of the tools I actually like quite a bit, you know, you said you have the, the sander now, the 6-inch disc, and probably, like I said, 4-inch, I think. Um, yep. on your belt. I have one that's a little bit smaller also. I have one that size, but then I have one that I think is a, a four-inch uh, disc, and then it's a one-inch okay. belt. And that's, Ooh. yeah, that's very handy for the, the smaller yeah. smaller things. I like that quite a bit. But no, that's awesome. Good for you. Yeah. I'm not and, I'm not exactly sure where I'm going to set all this stuff up yet. Like right now, it's just all kind of hanging out in my garage and, you know, the condition of my garage. So yeah. Um, so that'll be exciting to to figure out where I'm going to put everything, but I'll make it work somehow. Yeah, that'll be fun. So the uh, you said you got a jigsaw or a scroll saw? It's a scroll saw. Sorry, scroll saw. Okay, so it's it's, it's a scroll saw, almost identical to the one here in the basement that I already have. But so it's the one that came with the deal. Just to make sure I'm on the same page, because everybody uses different terms for these things. It's right. the, it's not handheld. It's one that sits on no. a bench, and yes. then okay, yep, yeah, those are awesome. Yeah, it's got like a 13 or 15 inch throat, something like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Pretty pretty handy tool. Well, that's cool. That's awesome, so, actually. Yeah, yeah. So I have an extra one of those. So if you need one, I I have one too. I'm sure. So anyway, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I think I've got uh, I think I've got the Duelist project um, about covered. Uh, just I got to finish this Horton project, get it off my table, and. Uh, I did pick up a couple of uh, a couple of repair jobs uh, to sort of complete in the in the interim, so I'll get those done and get this Horton done and off my bench. And well, that's uh, awesome. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, I'll be ready. Yeah, we so ought to see. We ought to see about since I already drew these up already. Um, 
And it's just balsa. See about cutting some of these wing ribs on the uh, on the CNC. Well, that's that's kind of what I thought. You know, maybe we were, we were going to do when we sort of first started kind of hashing this idea out. I thought that's uh, and then we started talking about laser cutters, and I that's out of my that's out of my budget. But uh, so that uh, that that pretty much uh, yeah that pretty much covers uh, covers everything I think from the last update. Hopefully, I'm really hopeful that our next update. Is a uh, is a me saying I'm ready to put fiberglass on these wing panels. That's what I'm hoping. Well, our next I, update contains. A lot probably has to do with how much you uh, have to work. Are you going to be getting the day off anytime yeah. soon? Uh, no, no days <laughs> off. Um, okay, well, in, the, in the future that I know of. That's too bad, but uh, you know yeah. this too shall pass. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I know it's uh, it's temporary and. Uh, the time for for building is is you know is it'll be here eventually. So yeah, well that's awesome. Make the, uh, make the most of the time that I have, and right now it's all it's all going to to this Horton project. Yeah, it'd be nice if you had that done and you could work on your own stuff. So I mean that that's awesome. You're making progress and stuff. I'm glad to hear that. Um, yeah, so, but yeah, so get busy and and get that out of there. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah. all I got. Um, awesome. Well, me too. So. Um, okay. it's probably not looking like we'll have enough to talk about next week, knowing how things have gone. Uh, yeah. but we'll, we'll play it by ear and see. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll okay. see. Yeah. You never know. They yeah. may, uh, they may throw a day off at me where I'm working. Uh, we'll see. And if they do that, <laughs> it'll be, uh, it'll be on like Donkey Kong. Yeah. But don't hold your breath. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anything else or are we good on this one? No, I, that's, like I said, that, uh, that pretty much covers everything I got going on and what I got completed. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, tell your friends to to start listening, and, and let's get the, the word out about this more if we can. And uh, until next time, I'm Ron. And I'm Tom. See you later. See you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the RC Plane Lab podcast. For topic suggestions, to ask questions, or to give any feedback, connect with us at rcplanelab.com or email us direct at either ron at rcplanelab.com or tom at rcplanelab.com. You can also text us or leave us a voicemail at 818-351-9846. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, may your landings be gentle.